When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily listeners, Purple Daily business owners, Federated is here to help you. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to a special Purple Daily Happy Hour edition here with Mackie, Judd, and Declan, a Vikings schedule release party on the internet. And I don't know what you guys are drinking, but I went straight to the brown for this schedule release, baby. Straight to the slow and low on camera. Declan's a claw man. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm sticking with what brought me here. Dogfish head, 60-minute IPA. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm not going away from what I brought to the dance. It's that simple. Beautiful. So, as you yes, can sir. see, if you are watching this, live stream on score north twitter facebook or twitch or if you're watching the youtube video we are looking at the viking schedule for the first time and on this episode gentlemen we're not going to do like a deep dive into the schedule itself and some of the interesting things we're just going to go straight through and pick wins and losses are you guys ready for this yes oh yeah baby let's do it let's go all right let's start out right out of the gate here a home game at Probably empty U.S. Bank Stadium on September 13th. Looks like it's a noon game, according to the small print, against the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Judd Zolget. I am going, uh, despite the fact that this is a huge advantage for the Packers, playing in front of an empty stadium, I'm going to win for the Vikings in this game as the dissension in Green Bay starts to overtake and eat the Packers. Vikings win. Yeah, I'm going Vikings win, too. Green Bay only has a one win here at U.S. Bank Stadium, even though the crowd won't be there. Mike Zimmer typically holds Aaron Rodgers in check, and he did that the last time they actually won at U.S. Bank this last season, too. So I think the Vikings win. It'll be close, but 1-0 to start the season. I've got a Vikings win here as well. After Jordan Love beats out Aaron Rodgers in training camp, Mike Zimmer feasts on the rookie quarterback wow. in the first game of the season. Jordan Love right. gets hurt. Jordan Love gets hurt. Rodgers comes off the bench. Wow. And then leads the Packers <laughs> to the World Championship before being traded. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't uh-huh, that be amazing? All right. right. Week two yep. on the road for the Vikings against my guy, Philip Rivers, in Indianapolis. I've got the Vikings. 
I got the Vikings starting 2-0. and Not going to lie. Even against your boy, Phillip Rivers, huh? My boy, Phillip Rivers, I think, slings it around the lot, but probably throws a couple not his – I think it's like three or four picks, not his fault. Not okay. his fault. He is um, no longer that good, but that Colts team pretty decent. I I don't like the team that we're going to talk about next on the Viking schedule, so I'm actually going loss here because I have a hard time getting my head around a three and zero start. So I'm going to say that the Colts at home prevail in this game, and the Vikings come out of it week two one and one. Another, by the way, noon kickoff. Yeah, I have the Vikings winning this one. I, I'm I'm with Philip uh, Phil. In the sense that I'm a big Philip Rivers well, Matthew, guy. It's, 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 Philip, it's Philip for the purposes Phillip. of this right. week two breakdown. Yeah. All right, Philip, uh, my lord, and my liege. I think uh, I, I like the Colts a lot. They have a good team. Philip Rivers though has passed his prime. I'd be shocked if the Vikings uh, were not able to pull off a win. They go two and zero. All right, I'm going to Indian win. Oh boy, okay. By the way, that might actually be their easiest road game on the schedule, depending on what you yeah. think about at Detroit. I mean, their road schedule is brutal, and we'll get to more of it here. But week three, home against the pesky Tennessee Titans, another noon game here, a bunch of noon games out of the gate. So you, you got. I think you have to do well at home this season if you want to put up 10 or 11 wins because your road schedule is so brutal. But you're not going to win all your home games. So I have this as a loss. I think that's a, it's a feisty it's – a, it's a Titans team that's going to come down a rung from last year, but it's, it's also a feisty Titans team. I will chalk that up as a loss for the Vikings. I think this is the point where the Titans um, are going to be exposed, and by week three, I expect that the Titans might get off to a disappointing start. Vikings playing the Titans at home again. There very well could be no fans there, but I still like the Vikings against the Titans on their home turf. So I say the Vikings go to 2-1 and one and win this game. Look, every, everyone's all in on this whole Ryan Tannehill resurgence thing. He throws 12 passes a game. I don't buy it for a second. I don't care that he was completing nine yards in an attempt. The Titans are coming down to earth, and the Vikings move to 3-0. and No problem, 3-0. and That's a cakewalk. Boy, boy, you get a you get a couple claws in Declan, and he doesn't yeah. see a loss on the schedule for right. the Vikings. 16-0. Watch and, out, Miami. Does 72 Dolphins in big trouble. <laughs> all right, week four here, back on the road for the Vikings at Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson. I'm going to say they bounce back after a tough home loss, and they win a tough road game here to move to 3-1. and one. Deshaun Watson is so damn good. The Vikings' young secondary and young defense is, or at points, young defense, still going to be getting its footing. If this was at U.S. Bank Stadium, I think I would go Vikings, but because it is um, the first of uh, back-to-back road games, I am going to go Texans in this one. Vikings are two and two after this. Yeah, I, even though I'm all in on the claws right now, and the Vikings uh, wanting to go sixteen and zero and 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 detro- uh, dethrone the Patriots and possibly the Dolphins, I, I think Deshaun Watson is so good, and Bill O'Brien is a buffoon. But this is the first loss on the Vikings schedule. They go to three and one. All right, the next game on the list here at Seattle, and there is a rule in the NFL's. Phone book size rule book. The Vikings do not win primetime games in Seattle. This is a Sunday night game, it appears. They do get the extra six and a half hours to prep for this game, which is nice. Nice little long week with the Sunday night game. Uh, I'm going to say it's a loss at Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll's house. So um, I I think the Vikings are getting screwed by the week one game against the Packers in the sense that we're not going to have fans at U.S. Bank Stadium, right? But what's part of the problem with going and playing the Seahawks in Seattle? It's the fans. October 11th, my guess, still no fans. 
a quieter stadium, yeah, it's not going to hurt them. I think the Vikings finally snap the primetime issues that they've had against the Seahawks. Wow. Three and two after this game, the Vikings, before a very quiet, non-existent crowd in Seattle, win this game. So Seattle's a tough place to play. I'm with Judd. It's not as hostile as it is in December. And even though I'm a big fan of first name Russell, last name Wilson, that defense is not very good. And I think the Vikings surprise you. And Kirk Cousins gets a rare primetime win. And all of a sudden, Minnesota is 4-1 and one coming home before the bye week. By the way, you know, it, we're going to have to stop calling them rare primetime wins pretty soon because right. he, he had a couple of them last year. And if, and if he gets another one in the first month and a half yeah. of the schedule... Maybe maybe the narrative gets put to bed. Cheers, right. Jason Garrett. Pour one out. Pour one out. All right. All the right. last game before a week seven bye here, a week six home matchup against Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Falcons are still sneaky good, although uh, a borderline playoff team at best. I think they're feisty. I think they're more like uh, eight and eight this season. I'm going to say the Vikings beat the Falcons at home, probably still inside of an empty U.S. Bank Stadium in the middle of October. It's my humble opinion that the Atlanta Falcons should have made a coaching change during last season and then certainly after it, and they didn't. Um, so if you get the Falcons at, at home in what I consider to be a descending Matt Ryan, uh, I'm with you, Phil. I think the Vikings win this game, and I have them now at uh, four and two as they enter their bye week. This is a home win. I like Matt Ryan an awful lot. Not as much as our Friday night producer, Andrew Schulister, who who is just all in on Matt Ryan. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it or if that was in his resume when when he got hired here, Phil, but he's a big Matt Ryan guy. He he definitely led with it in the interview, yeah. I I like Matt Ryan a ton. And in fact, uh, this was the week one opener, obviously, of 2019, and I picked the Vikings to lose. I thought the Falcons were going to surprise and get a rare win at, at, at U.S. Bank Stadium. And then Matt Ryan was held in check all game. And unless the Falcons really come out of the gate hot, I think as of right now, I got to give the Vikings a win. So the Vikings are 5-1 and one for me heading into the bye. Who's them, Coach of the Year? Declan, Coach of the Year. I mean, that's what I'm Amazing. Right now. So going, going into the bye here, I've got them 4-2. and two, Judd's got them 4-2. And, and Dex, you've got them 5-1. and one. Right. And then the schedule, the schedule gets really interesting after the bye, starting with a noon matchup at Green Bay. In fact, both, according to this schedule, both Green Bay games are noon games. So we don't get a primetime Vikings-Packers game. When's the last time that happened? Um, a long time. And, and do I see this right? In the totality of the whole schedule, do I only see two primetime games? Uh, yes. And let's 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 pause that and do a deep dive once we get done picking the schedule. There's a few interesting patterns on this schedule here. But out of a bye week, so an extra week to prepare, I've got the Vikings beating the Packers again oh, wow. to go to oh. five and two on the season. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to predict, as I ordinarily do with these two teams, a split. I think the Vikings go to Green Bay out of the bye and lose. And so I've got them at uh, four and three at that point. I cannot give the Vikings a sweep against the Packers. I just can't bring myself to be that optimistic. Even though, even though the claws are flowing through uh, my, my my liver and my brain right now, and, and they're, they're definitely pairing my judgment a little bit, I'm with Judd. It, it's way too hard to go into Lambeau, and, and already if you're going to beat them at home, it's a tough place to play. A pissed-off Aaron Rodgers, our friend Aaron, uh, friend Rami Makhlouf said, is a, is a scary sight. And I, I just think that historically the Vikings haven't played very well at Lambeau Field. So I think the, I think the Green Bay Packers do get a win at home. Jordan loved three touchdown passes in this game because by this point he is the starter. Yeah, and but but one of them to Aaron Rodgers on a trick play formation. Home against really the Lions. Special. 
home against the Lions. Another noon game here. Sorry, like I, I know that the Vikings probably aren't going to beat the Lions every game the rest of my life, but I never pick against the the Vikings when playing the Lions. So maybe it's my downfall, but they will beat the Lions in this game. In fact, I'm I'm going to go on the record on a Wednesday, write that down here in the future, that by one of the two games, and they don't play them until the end of the season then at Detroit, Matt Patricia will have been fired by the time these two teams meet again. And right now, it might be by this game. This will be a win. The Lions are the Lions. They're dysfunctional. As much as I can't pick the Vikings to go into Green Bay and win that game and sweep the Packers, I also cannot pick the Vikings to lose to the Lions at home, although we've seen that happen. I'm going Vikings in this game 5-3 and three for me after this game. I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. I like him a lot. Uh, I think Matt Patricia is not a very good head coach. Uh, I'm curious to see if their cornerback, I know that they drafted third overall, can step in and make a big difference to them. Because if they, look, if the Lions have had a defense, they can actually probably be a pretty good team. But historically, they haven't. And it's the Lions at home. I'm with Phil. I don't think I need any more explanation. The, the Vikings win that one. All right. Let's go into Chicago for the next game here. This appears to be a Monday night game at Soldier Field. Vikings and Bears Monday night. <sighs> You know, Nick Foles doesn't scare me. Mitch Trubisky doesn't scare me. But something about primetime at Chicago, there's a lot of forces against the Vikings in this one. So this is a loss for the Vikings. The Vikings are going to go into this game at 5-3 and three, and a little bit cocky because the next three games are going to be at home. Don't fall asleep against the Bears at Soldier Field. It's a very bad idea if you're the Vikings, but they have before. I'm going to go with Phil on this one. I don't see this going well for the Vikings. I think they lose this game. And, in fact, I think Cousins throws a couple picks. Well, I didn't know I was working with two Debbie Downers tonight, but I, I have the Vikings actually going into Soldier Field and getting a rare win. And I think they've only had, like, maybe one or two wins in my entire lifetime at Soldier Field since I was born in 92. But if it's Mitch Trubisky, if it's Nick Foles not in an Eagles uniform, it should be a win. I mean, I know Chase Daniel, for God's sakes, got the best of them last season. That's not going to happen again. Zimmer's not going to let a Chase Daniel or a Nick Foles or a Mitch Trubisky best him. The Vikings get a very rare slugfest win in Chicago. All right, coming back home here for the first of three consecutive home games. This one on a short week. It's a, it looks like it's the Fox National Spotlight game in the middle of the afternoon at 325 against the Dallas Cowboys. I am very bullish on the Dallas Cowboys to win a bunch of games this year. I think Mike McCarthy is a better head coach than Jason Garrett, and I think he connects better with that offense and with Dak Prescott. I think the Vikings lose this home game against the Cowboys. This is a knockdown, dragout, big boy affair. It's going to be a fantastic game. I can feel it right now, right in my bones. It might not have fans there, but I don't care at this point. And the Vikings come out in this game, and it's incredibly close, but they do lose Dak Prescott, who I think is, I think is going to have a huge year. And the Cowboys uh, beat the Vikings to get some revenge for last season. Uh, a bit of a surprise because the Vikings should go into this game probably favored by about a field goal or something. But the Vikings lose. I'm with Phil. They are now 5-5. Five and five, And uh, Azul will get a column soon after we'll call from Mike. <laughs> uh, hungover Declan would love a 3.30 start on a Sunday uh, covering a football game. Let me tell you, going into U.S. Bank Stadium with a little bit of a headache and, and some poor decisions is a, is a rough place to be. So I would love a 3.30 kickoff. I'm all for that. But Dak Prescott's awesome. I think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks and take even a next step that he's been able to do the last few years. He's going to enter MVP category if things go right with, in Dallas. Yeah, I think this is the one home game that the Vikings probably drop. The Cowboys get a win. All right, second home game in a stretch of three. The return of Teddy Bridgewater to U.S. Bank Stadium. And I think Teddy will hold his own, but I don't think it'll be good enough. 
game manager Teddy loses to Mike Zimmer's defense. And by the way, if anybody knows Teddy Bridgewater's kryptonite, it's Mike Zimmer, right? Mike Zimmer loves himself some Teddy. I think the Vikings beat the Panthers. Back-to-back defeats um, at the Bears and then against the Cowboys will have the Vikings ornery in a very bad mood. The Carolina Panthers, I've got questions about them. I mean, Teddy's a great story, but I don't think this team is going to be that good. So, yes, a home game against the Panthers is a definite win. The Vikings get above 500 by beating Teddy Bridgewater. Declan, I'm sorry about that. And the Carolina Panthers, six and five in my world. I'm split here, guys. I'm gonna have to go grab another claw and a bag of tissues here to wipe up the tears that I'm that I'm trying to trying to console right now. Um, I love Teddy a ton. Got a double fist, baby. Yeah, I'm, that's where that's the next move. Well, you know what? I, I got the whiskey here, but I, I need something to to drink it with. I have yet to enter that period of my life. I'm like Phil over there, so I'm I'm getting there slowly but surely. Uh, I I like what Teddy's gonna be able to do. He's finally getting a chance to prove a lot of people wrong. I know Carolina though is not the best team. So I think the Vikings should be able to take care of business. But if Teddy goes in, throws a couple touchdowns, silence some haters, I'll be okay with that. But I think the Vikings get a win against the Panthers. All right. And oh, then yeah. uh, home against the Jaguars. Can we just speed past this? Win, yeah. win, win, win. Oh, yeah, win. Okay. Win. win. All right. No evaluation what, necessary. What famous Winston thing, Phil? Eat the W's? Eat the W's. <laughs> That's what the Vikings are going to do. They're going to eat the W's. Eat those those W's. All right. Now (laughs) the schedule gets fun. All right. At Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a noon game on the road. Boy, you got to think one of two things could be the case here with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and Bruce Arians. On one hand, they could be clicking by this point, and their offense could be – I mean, think about the Patriots and how well they usually played in November and December, right? Everything came together. On the flip side, you're also talking about a 43-year-old man who has a lot of reps on his shoulder. Could he have a Brad Radke frayed labrum by the time this game rolls around? I'm actually going to lean toward the Buccaneers and Tom Brady having it all put together and the Vikings losing this game. I am going to hold up something that I don't know if you, you can read, but it's a headline from a paper a story in a paper that's going to be written after this game, which is Bench Brady, Tom Not So Terrific. Here, hold it up again. There you go. There we go. I just want to make sure that gets on. Tom, not so terrific. He's going to throw three picks in this game, one of which will be returned for a touchdown. The Vikings will win this game. Wow, look at you. I have a weird feel, but I mean, Brady might not be great, and and Zim is ultimately going to be as challenged as Zim can be in this game. So I, I, I like where this game falls. If I'm the Vikings, I'm giving them a third consecutive victory, eight and five. Awesome. All right, Declan. Yeah, I teased a hot take earlier today on Purple Day when we recorded that I, I really don't buy this whole Tom Brady thing going into Tampa Bay, and it's just going to be it's going to be rainbows and butterflies. I don't think that'll be the case. I think the Vikings are going to go into Raymond James Stadium and get a win, and it's going to be awesome to see Kirk Cousins uh, trump Tom Brady. I I can't believe those words come out of my mouth because I wouldn't have said it six or eight months ago. But I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, and the Vikings get a win in Tampa Bay. Amazing. All right, home against Chicago, the final home game of the season for the Vikings here in Week 15, and I've got them winning this one. Nick Foles is probably the quarterback by this point, unless he's hurt. So Nick Foles, uh, not in an Eagles uniform, doesn't scare me as much as Nick Foles in an Eagles uniform. So Vikings win this home game. Uh, yeah, what is this going to make it five consecutive years that the Vikings have closed their home schedule against the Bears? Now, I think the last four, it's been the last game of the season. Um, Vikings win this game. I'm not going to be surprised if uh, if 
Matt Nagy is finishing up his Bears coaching career around this time as well. So, yeah, I'm with Phil. The Vikings go to 9-5. and five. The only weird thing is I've got them now at four consecutive wins, but I think they win this game. Wow. Yeah, I think the Vikes get a win. If they're going to go into Soldier Field and get a win, they're going to have no problem winning at home, whether it's Trubisky, Nick Foles, or Chase Daniel. I don't care who it is. Vikings get a win against the Bears. Short week here, and I'm going to assume – that this is the equivalent of their Thursday night game because they don't have a Thursday night game on their schedule. This is a Christmas Day game, which I believe is a Friday. A Friday. Correct. Right? And a long yeah. game on a Friday. That's correct. So this is kind of their Thursday night game substitute, which I guess advantage Vikings that they get the extra day while most teams have to play on a Thursday. They play on a Friday. But it's at New Orleans. Drew Brees in a half season last year was still unbelievable, completed 74% of his passes. I think this is going to be a tough one for the Vikings and the Saints wind up getting a little bit of revenge here. Saints win that game. Yeah, in, in fact, so I've got the Vikings going into this game with a 9-5 and five record. And playoff-wise, you do have the extra team, which is going to help. But, you know, 9-5 and five is certainly does not solidify your position probably. And I have the Saints exacting their revenge in this game. Vikings are 9-6 and six after this game. They lose to Drew Brees and the Saints. You know, I don't hate the Saints as much as a lot of Vikings fans do. I, I, I'm not a big Sean Payton guy, and who is really, to be honest. But I'm not as down on the Saints as a lot of people are. I don't, I don't look at Bounty Gate as the reason they lost the game. I love that the Vikings were able to go into the playoffs and get a big playoff win at, at the Superdome this last year. But I think Drew Brees is still really good. That's still a tough place to play. It's a short week. The Vikings lose to the Saints. And final game of the year. This is it, gentlemen. Final game on the schedule at Detroit. In week 17, a noon game on a Sunday. And if, if if this lines up the way that Judd and I have it, and they are 9-6 and six going into this one, this game absolutely means something. This game probably has – this game might have division ramifications. Mike Zimmer's future. Playoff ramifications. Yeah, could, coach on the line. I think they win this game. If if everyone is still bought into Mike Zimmer, and if the, if the, if the train is still on the tracks, I think they win this game. And if they lose it – in the scenario that Judd and I have, nine and six going in, heads might roll, but I think they win this game. So th- this is a January 3rd game at noon in at Ford Field, and my guess is by this game that the Lions are being coached by their best ball boy, so it's not going to be a big problem. Uh, this game has a lot on the line, but it's going to become a joke because the Lions are just a joke by now. So the Vikings win. The Vikings might win by two touchdowns, so 10 and six for me after this game. Well, for the season. I, I think I'm having like at do I have like an eleven and four right now going into this game, Phil? Unbelievable. Yeah, dude, you're uh you're you're, you're drinking some Kool-Aid right some, now. I'm drinking some uh, not drinking blackberry Kool Aid Kool-Aid right there. I mean it's it's kinda like purple. It's pink purple. I'm gonna call it purple. The Vikings will be obviously playing for a bye week at this point, my friends. So they'll go into the half, they'll they'll have Kirk Cousins and the boys in, then they'll get a comfortable lead. Sean Mannion or whoever the heck it is comes in, rides it out. And confirms that bye week, Vikings get a win, and they go twelve and four in my initial schedule. Wow! Release. I will not regret this in three months. Amazing. Dex, is that just white claw, or do I see drugs behind you as well? Oh wait, no, I, I purposely <laughs> face this wall because I the other stuff's over there. I do this on purpose. I don't. No, 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 no. Oh no. shoot, the camera's backwards. No, oh, no, no, don't take it. <laughs> Call the feds. All right, so there it is. That's our first official picking of the Viking schedule. One of probably six or seven times we're going to do this so Phil, before we, week one. 
So, Phil, we, we've got them as a playoff team then, correct? Playing first round? Yes, especially with the extra team. So you and I both have them 10-6. and six. I don't okay. know if 10-6 and six wins a division. Declan has them 12-4, and four, which wins the division, but probably doesn't get you the first round bye anymore oh, with only is- one team getting a first oh, round bye. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Point. Yep. So, uh, so that's a wrap on our schedule prediction. Gentlemen, Give. let's go through here. Start with Judd. With the Vikings schedule – what is the one thing that stands out to you above all else as you look at the official slate of games here? I'll just speed through it one more time. Green Bay at home, at the Colts in week two, home against the Titans in week three, back-to-back road games weeks four and five against Houston and Seattle, home against Atlanta before a bye week in week eight, out of the gate after the bye at Green Bay, home against Detroit, at Chicago on Monday night, short week back home against Dallas, another home game against Teddy Bridgewater's Panthers, another home game against the Jaguars, at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, home against Chicago in week 15, and then weeks 16, 17 on the road, Christmas, Friday, short week, Drew Brees and the Saints, and then at Detroit. What stands out most to you? What's the number one thing that you're like, wow, interesting, when you look at the schedule? Can I give you two things quickly? The first, oh, you're already cheating. Already cheating. I want to cheat, but I want to cheat. There's something very important to point out that the pundits might miss on. Look at the schedule that you have posted, and look at the person in that schedule, and then tell me you don't think he's going to get a contract extension. Like yeah, to me, yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to be much. Needed. It's very telling that you signed your quarterback. Your quarterback's my quarterback, man. You signed him to a contract extension, and he's not on your schedule. Dalvin Cook is. He's getting a contract extension. Judd doesn't approve, maybe, but that's the fact. Okay, um, the thing about the schedule that stands out to me is the one screw job is the Packers thing. Because if you have fans by the time they play the Packers in Lambeau and you didn't have fans here, that's a bit of a screw job. And I'd, I'd like to elaborate on that further. But as far as the teams fall, boys, if I'm the Vikings, I love this. Like, as far as the teams fall, um, because there were permeations of this schedule Perhaps instead of getting three consecutive home games, which is rare, you get three consecutive road games, which is very tough. Um, There would have been versions of this schedule at which I would have probably not gone uh, 10 and 6. But if you look at how it falls, if you look at the home and road distribution of when those games are, like I think by December 13th, I'm not joking. I think that there's a chance that Brady is falling off by then. I think Brady's going to get off to a great start. I guess my question is, by December, is he still going to be great? I don't know about that. Um, The two road games to to finish with aren't easy, but you do get Detroit, so okay. So I guess my at first blush, as far as it falls, if I'm the Vikings, I'm happy about that, Phil. Dex, what about you? What's what's the number one thing that stands out to you? Well, we knew go- we knew going in that the road opponents were going to be tough. I think this has though set up so perfectly for the Vikings. The the toughest part is obviously Deshaun Watson into Russell Wilson, and that, I mean that's those are probably they're going to be their toughest back to back games of the season, regardless. But everything else is spread out so nicely. I mean, you have the Saints on Christmas Day, the Bears games uh was much before that too. You have, you have time to prepare going into Green Bay off the bye week. Yes, the opponents are tough, but I actually think the Vikings, at the way the, the schedule laid out, it ended up being very very gracious to them. They're, they're going to have to actually be able to go into a lot of those games and I think be well prepared for them. And actually going 4-4 four and four on the road or 5-3 five, or five and three is actually more realistic than it was, I think, before the schedule came out. 
Yeah, my number one takeaway is that with all the different potential landmines, when you looked at the opponents and the quarterbacks on your schedule, before we knew what the order of the games was, I mean, the, we, we know that the Vikings for sure have five games. So 30, 30 to 33% of their schedule, one-third of their schedule against Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two games against Aaron Rodgers, one game against Russell Wilson, one game against Drew Brees, another game against Tom Brady. So you, a 30-year schedule is against surefire Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And as I look at this, you don't play back-to-back games against Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So the, so the Hall of Famers are spread out. If you want to put Deshaun Watson on that list, because I think that dude is amazing, uh, and if you want to even put Dak Prescott on that list, let's say you've got a couple guys who are going to eventually emerge into the top five list of NFL quarterbacks. So that that gives you seven games, basically half your schedule against Hall of Famers or guys who are about to maybe emerge in the top five of NFL quarterbacks. You only have one set of back-to-back games with those quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson in weeks four and five. So like Declan said, the number one thing that stands out to me is you don't really have a murderer's row portion of this schedule. In fact, you get the three consecutive home games at the end of November and the beginning of December, you never get three consecutive road games on here. In fact, you only have two back-to-back road game situations all year long. And I just think for, for how this schedule could have been laid out and for, you know, could there have been a stretch where you get like three straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks and two of those games are on the road and one's on a short week or something, right? You just don't really have a murderer's row. Every step of the way, you've got a game against the Jaguars that's kind of soft or uh, you got your road game against the Colts early on that you should probably win. Uh, home game against the Panthers that you should probably win against Teddy Bridgewater. So I just it it feels pretty good once you lay it out on paper like this. And let's not lie too. There is because of the fact that you only have right now, and of course games could get flexed. Um, but two primetime games. If you're Zimmer, you're ecstatic, right? Because your team's not like for the most part, you're playing noon games where where there's pressure, but it's not the same. And so if I'm the Vikings, I love this because I don't want my secondary to be exposed on prime time. Right. If I can. And I'm not saying he can't win in prime time. He showed he can. But if I'm the Vikings, I I want to dial the pressure down on my quarterback as much as possible. This does that. The league, for the most part did the Vikings a very, very big solid because, you know, at Chicago is tough, at Seattle is tough, but there would have been a lot of permeations. Houston, it easily could have been a primetime game. Deshaun Watson might have exposed you, you bad. Now if he does, it's just part of a noon game and it sucks, but it's okay. So, yeah, I think that the league, for the most part, did the Vikings a big favor. I will say this, too, about the primetime thing. I, I don't think – I don't think the narrative fits as much now as it did a couple of years ago with Kirk because Kirk had that game against Dallas, obviously had the game in the playoffs with the, with the 40-yard pass that sets up the game-winning touchdown. So it, I, I would be curious to see Kirk with five more primetime games like they had last year. And I'm actually like on the flip side of, of things, that, you know, things that stood out to you. I think one of the things that I'm kind of buzzkilled on is why do you play the Packers twice at noon? Are you kidding me? Like Vikings, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer. Like if you're the Vi- if you're the Vikings, you should love that. I'd love that personally, just because there's less pressure on you. 
Yeah, and and because I don't it, think they think of it that way though. I think they welcome that prime time. You know who? You know who gets tight to me, boys? Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer gets tight. I think he gets tight. I think this helps. I'm just saying. I I would if I'm the Vikings. Now games can be flexed. Keep that in mind. But if I'm the Vikings, I really like this. Um, and you know what? That this says, and it does not surprise me. And I'm curious. You guys might disagree with me completely. But the reality is, the Vikings really aren't a sexy team now, which is also fine. But like, there's not a lot of you know because because Kirk Cousins now to me is not this unknown of oh he's a he's this QB and can he do this? We sort of know who Kirk is. Um, if I'm the national TV people, I don't blame them for not going for not pushing things and being like, give me more Vikings. But they were sexy enough last year to have five primetime games. I know, but does does the lack of Stefan Diggs make them less less primetime sexy? The the Minneapolis miracle guy? I'm going to tell you right now, I think knowing, as we talked about today on our Purple Daily podcast, I think knowing who Kirk Cousins is makes them less sexy. I think they're married to Kirk now. I think Kirk was the hot girlfriend at one time, and now I think they're married to him, and he's fine, but when I look at the Vikings and their defensive losses and this team, I'm not saying they're a bad team because I don't think they're a bad team. Don't hit, don't get me wrong here, but I just don't see them as a real sexy national TV primetime proposition, which if I'm the Vikings personally, I sort of like. Yeah, I, I get that but too. They, and I think also though, with like looking at what happened to the defense and even though defense is not, is, is not what the sexy factor is on a Monday night football game or a primetime game, Mike Zimmer's defense is like basically depleted. So if he's going to make it work, he's going to have to make it work with rookies and guys that we haven't heard of before. And national TV people probably don't like that. The, the one game that could probably be flexed in is the Tampa Bay game. I mean, if you look up and down, I, I don't think they flex out after week eight. I think it's after week eight, they can start flexing things in and out of their schedule. And obviously, if it's a December game, Tom Brady and the Vikings are both, you know, eight and three or, or vying for a top top seed in the NFC. That's probably going to be the only one that gets flexed in unless things in Detroit get really hairy for the last wild card spot. But I, I would say the Tampa Bay game is probably your best chance of a primetime game coming into the schedule. Yeah, I agree with Declan on that, too. That one is is ripe for flexing. What is the Buccaneers schedule? I'm trying to find it right now. I'm curious. They've got to have a ton of primetime games, right? Already? I'll find it because that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a lot like the Golden State Warriors the past few years, where they're just like they're just on TNT week, and ESPN for every single game. Week five Thursday night game at the Bears. Week seven Sunday night game at the Raiders. Yeah. Week eight uh, at the Giants Monday night game. Week nine another Sunday night game at the Saints. So that's four. Uh, four on the first day. Week 11, they get the Rams at home on a Monday night game. Wow. Uh, I'm going through it still. Let's see if that's that's it. That's it. But but more to be flexed later. I think you don't, – don't you max out at some point with the amount of primetime? Yeah, they, they have – is this right? So they have, they, they have three consecutive primetime games at, Ra- at Raiders, at Giants, home against yeah. New Orleans, right, and then Rams. So that's five, that's five primetime games. And no primetime games in the last month and a half of the season. But there's a 425 game against Kansas City on November 29th, which CBS probably hangs on to that. Because that's the thing. Fox and CBS can protect some of those games, too. Correct. Um, I, bet they, I bet that's yeah, protected yeah. right now. Interesting. Interesting. So, all right. Well, you, you guys. That's my Dalvin Cook point. I think, Del- I mean, look, he's on the schedule. 
Yeah, it's pretty rare that they would put out marketing materials. I do think the Vikings, like Rick Spielman's been on the record a couple times saying, hey, we're negotiating with them or we're going to enter conversations after the draft. Um, I don't think the Vikings are doing this in bad faith. I think the the question is, what does the contract look like? How much guaranteed money? And at what age is he when the money starts to run out? Because if you're paying him much beyond like two or three years of guaranteed money, that's when you really run up against an age cliff. And that's for running backs that are even durable at this point. He hasn't been durable to this point in his young career. But And we can do a separate deep dive on Dalvin Cook altogether at some point. I just think there's there's two different tracks here. Track number one is you probably shouldn't pay running backs a lot of money because of the position, uh, the attrition, and just a number of different factors that have been proven over and over again. How many big money running back contracts do you actually feel good about when they're over? And the answer is like none, right? So that's one track, and I right. and I fully get that. But the other track is if you're trying to win as many games as possible in 2020 and your goal is still to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins in his prime and Adam Thielen in his prime and Mike Zimmer on the last year of his contract, you need Dalvin Cook to be on your team and happy. And because he's one of the three best running backs in the NFL, and he's probably your best overall weapon now that Stefan Diggs is gone. Can I tell, so, tell you this? That schedule with Cook smiling and the football cradled. One is the Zim philosophy on life when it comes to his offense. And two is the exact reason why Stefan Diggs is in Buffalo right now. <laughs> that is, I'm serious. Touche. Touche. That's why. That's why Stefan Diggs is in Buffalo. And he might have been right. He might be wrong. I don't know. But that's your answer. Yeah. So, well, that's a wrap. We're going to have plenty more on this on Friday's episode of Mackie and Judd and on Purple Daily, which. You know, I love there's been just a lot of stuff happened here at Score North over the past week or so. We had a lot of our friends and colleagues were uh, were laid off as part of company decisions related to COVID-19. And so we're we're dusting ourselves off. We're picking up the torch and we're running with it as much as we can. And we're rooting for our teammates wherever they wind up. So stick with us here on Purple Daily. Stick with us here on the Score North YouTube page, youtube.com slash Score North. Give us a subscription. Uh, give us a five-star review on our podcasts on Apple if you listen. And uh, and subscribe to those, too, on Apple, Spotify, or just find them on scorenorth.com. The Viking schedule is out. I can speak on behalf of, I think, all football fans here. Thank you to the NFL. The NFL doesn't get a lot of things right, it feels like, over the years. Thank you to the NFL for giving us free agency, the draft, and a schedule release as originally scheduled. Super fun stretch here during a tough period, boys. God bless you, Roger Goodell. Thanks, Raj. Appreciate <laughs> you. Raj, buddy. Claw, buddy. Appreciate it, man. All right. Enjoy your drinks tonight, gentlemen. That's a wrap for this live stream. We will see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd, the podcast, Purple Daily Podcast, and Score North YouTube. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.